hello, hello, 6 a.m. run community, 6 a.m. run listeners, runners, everyone out there. Uh, welcome to the 6 a.m. run podcast. Uh, Hami Mahani, CEO, founder. As you guys know, these podcasts, real quick, just to mention, are always brought to you by 6amrun.com. Obviously, you know, selfishly, I think some of the best nutritional items for runners. Definitely don't always, you know, we don't talk about 6am run on these episodes, but, you know, they are brought to you by the company that we've all come to know and love that you guys have supported. So definitely always continue to support. And we thank you for your support of 6amrun.com. I also want to you guys know I'm very gratuitous on these intros. Thank you guys as every episode that we air, we're now at three a week and you guys have continued to help them grow. I also want to start thanking amazing guests that give us their time. You know, they donate really their time and they put their passion into our episodes, which have really helped our downloads grow. So Real quick, as we say hello today, I want to make sure anyone that continues to listen as they meet us or hear about us, just let you guys know how thankful we are. I don't want to hold up my current guest any longer. I want to introduce Brooke Simonson. Yeah. Welcome to the show. You are a nutrition and a coach. You are in the health and wellness space. I always say people are their own best hype man or hype woman. So Brooke, please introduce yourself and please let everyone know why I pinged you and why you're on the show today. Hi. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Hami. Really excited to be here. As you mentioned, I'm a certified nutrition coach and I specialize in sustainable weight loss. So essentially what I say is unlike all of the diets and programs out there that tend to be restrictive and hard to follow. I help my clients become informed, intentional eaters. So unlike restrictive, hard to follow diets and programs that typically only provide short-term results, I like to help my clients become what I call informed, intentional eaters so that they can lose 5, 10, 20, 50 pounds, whatever they're looking to lose permanently, have high energy throughout the day, feel completely in control of cravings, and stick with healthy habits long-term. Well, let's start from the beginning, Brooke, if you don't mind. What kind of got you into the fitness space? You know, I know a lot of people know my journey. A lot of our clients kind of starting out as child athletes or even vice versa, kind of getting to a point in their adult life where then, okay, I've got to make now physical fitness a priority. You know, you kind of sometimes realize that either later some of us were obviously athletes growing up and it's continued to be a focal point. Can you kind of share Brooke's story of how you got to this point? Yeah. So I wouldn't call myself a child athlete by any means. I'd say I did kind of dabble in things. I played tennis and I swam. I'm from Arizona. And so a swimming pool was critical during the summer, but I was never, I wouldn't have ever really called myself an athlete, but I did have a pretty easy time managing my weight in childhood through college. And then it was after college that the weight started to creep on in my twenties. I started my first job. I was a teacher at the time and I didn't really know what was going on. I thought, Oh, maybe I'm working now. So I have less time, I guess, for things I used to do that were more active or uh, I'm prepping my own food. Now I felt very confused about what to buy for the first time in my life. I didn't have cafeteria on campus anymore. I was making my own food and I felt confused about nutrition. Other people around me were older, but they would say, oh, you know, your metabolism slows as you age and it gets harder to keep the weight off. And again, I was only in my twenties, so I wasn't old by any means, 
But I just couldn't figure out why there was this sudden shift in my metabolism or my body or what was going on when I started my first job. Maybe it was the stress, lack of sleep. But throughout my 20s, the weight continued to kind of creep on. I ended up putting on about 20 pounds. And I tried everything that most people try. I tried the diets. I tried detoxes, juice cleanses, counting calories, cutting out carbs, restricting sugar. I tried all of the things and I was usually able to lose five or 10 pounds, but I was never able to keep them off. Once I stopped doing the strict program, I always gained the weight back. And that was really frustrating. And most of the clients I work with now describe the same thing. So I'm sure listeners can relate if they're going through this now, maybe, or maybe they've gone through it at some point in their life. And my personality, I'm very type A. Again, I mentioned I was a teacher. I love education. I was determined to figure this out. I refused to give up. So I dove into research, books, podcasts, and eventually enrolled in the Institute of Transformational Nutrition, where I became certified as a nutrition coach, not expecting to leave my teaching career and do this full-time, just more from my own personal knowledge. And after years of getting a true education of how different foods affect your body, how to balance your plate so that you can lose weight or maintain weight, keep the weight off long-term, how much sleep matters, how stress management matters, how much movement plays a factor. I got really a great education on all of these things and was able to put what I learned into practice and become, like I said, a more informed, intentional eater so that I finally lost the weight and have been able to keep it off long-term and I don't need to turn to any diets or things like keto anymore. I can just live my life and eat in a balanced way, enjoy all foods in moderation. And it's incredibly freeing. And that's why I left my teaching career is to pursue this full time because I want to spread the message that you don't have to follow any of these restrictive plans. You can just kind of live your life. And when you get the education behind these different habits, you can implement them in a way that works for you and focus on more important things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. And then, so again, it does start. I love that. I mean, and I think that selfishly what I always tell people, and I know that this is really a horrible thing to say, but I think when you hear the second part of the statement, I think that's where it'll resonate. I think selfishly, everyone in the world needs to take care of their own physical and mental and your, your overall health. For me, I know I can't be, uh, I'm a father of two daughters, I'm a husband. Those are first priorities when you think about it, right? And then then professionally, and then obviously everything else. I can't be the best dad, I can't be the best husband if I'm not two ways, both physically in the best shape so I can play with the kids and be with them and be present. And then obviously mentally, like if I'm not at my best, I can't be the best for them. So as selfish as this sounds, I think sometimes we have to make ourselves the priority, right? Because we can't be our best selves for everyone that's important to us if that's not the case. And then you look at like CEOs in the world who spend like, you know, Tim Cook of Apple, I read somewhere, spends $4 million on security, for example. Well, that's because he needs to be present to run the big company that so many people depend on, right? So I kind of look at it like that. And, you know, I love hearing that story of, you know, you saying, okay, like I need to take care of myself. And it seems like you made your health a priority. 
Yeah. And I think a lot of people relate to what you said. I work with a lot of parents and they feel like it is selfish to, you know, a common example will be they buy a lot of fruit berries, for example, for the kids and save the healthy foods for the kids. And then we have the conversation about why are you feeding your kids those things? What are those foods giving your kids? And then they'll explain, you know, like nutrients, vitamins, health. And then why don't you deserve those same things as the parent? You know, you can show up as the best version of yourself when you take care of yourself and self-care or looking after yourself really isn't selfish because Mm -hmm. it's kind of that airplane idea of put your oxygen mask on first so that you can help others. And I think that's what you do through taking care of your body, both physically, mentally, emotionally, you have to do those self-care practices. Oh my God, a hundred percent. I do want to go through, I know, like I said, I want to make sure we touch on a couple of things. So I want to go through, you know, looking at your bio, I want to go through, let's talk one of the things um, we can get right to it. You have an approach, but it's called a 3A approach for nonsense and sustainable weight loss. Can you walk us through this 3A approach that's on your bio? Yeah, I made it up. If nobody's heard of it, that's fine because it's something just unique to me. But what I realized in my own nutrition education and then with working with dozens of clients at this point is that a healthy, sustainable weight loss journey really comes down to three A's, which are Mm -hmm. awareness, attitude, and accountability. And you have to have all three. So the awareness part means you've got to get your hands on science-backed information that's going to give you the knowledge you need so that you can become this informed eater, as I talk about. You know, there's a lot of people out there sharing opinions about nutrition, but they aren't based in science. They haven't been proven to work. And it gets really confusing because one person's opinion conflicts with another person's opinion. One person will say, eat only meat. And one person will say, eat only veggies. And then, you know, what are you supposed to eat? If somebody's saying veggies kill you and somebody's saying meat kills you, it gets really, really confusing. So, you know, it can be hard to get your hands on evidence-based information. It's important to follow the right people and make sure that you're kind of vetting the information you get because you can Mm -hmm. enter this state of analysis paralysis where you have so much information, but you don't know what is true and what's false and what you should do and what you shouldn't do. So that's where it can be really helpful to find someone who can coach you through this so that you get the awareness that you need. So awareness is the first A. The second one is attitude. And I would say behavior changes are critical. What you do certainly matters, but what you think might even matter more than what you do when it comes to keeping the weight off long-term and sustaining your healthy habits long-term. There's a lot of mindset shifts that need to be made. For example, you don't have to start your diet over every Monday if you have a cupcake on the weekend. You didn't fall off the wagon. You didn't ruin all of your progress with that one treat, whatever it was. So ditching this all or nothing thinking, coming from the place where you can eat nutritious foods most of the time, but still enjoy your favorite indulgences some of the time. Lots and lots of mindset work that goes into this sustainable journey. And then the third A is accountability. 
And this can come from yourself. Some people are great with self-accountability, using a tool like a Google Calendar to schedule runs, for example, or to schedule times for meal prepping. Some people do well with accountability from fitness classes or you know, groups, running groups, or Facebook communities. Some people do well hiring a coach for accountability, or they have a partner in their home or a sibling that's that accountability partner for them. But I think that that's another critical piece that isn't talked about a lot. It can be tough if you're just trying to make changes in a silo all by yourself and you don't have anyone helping you stay on track, especially when things get tough. They always do. You feel really motivated and excited at first, and then you'll hit a point when life gets in the way. It always does. And that's when it can be really helpful to have that coach or kind of cheerleader on your side to get you through, especially those tough times. So awareness, attitude, and accountability, all super important. I love that. And then kind of keeping going, you have an approach to approaching these in your bio. Can you go through, you know, we talk a a little bit about people, I think weight loss is such a big, obviously like thing, right? But what are the myths, right? Like there's nutrition and then there's weight. So I'm trying to figure out how I want to ask this, but I'll tell you, this is the best way I can explain it. I know from our end, right? And I I try not to talk too much about 6am run on these podcasts, but I think a lot of people know We never, ever in anything we do say to people, you know, 6 a.m. run products are going to help you lose weight or 6 a.m. run products are going to get you, you know, to be this chiseled, jacked kind of like physique. But we know that people want to run and we know that's their goal. We know that people want to, you know, run from, you know, go up from, let's say, couch to 5K or they want to run the first mile and then add miles to it. And that's what we want our products to help with our amino acids, your recovery feel better so you can run the second day and third day. Now, what is a natural result of you getting up every day and going to run? Well, of course, you're going to maybe lose weight, feel better and get in better shape. It seems like when I was reading your bio, that's kind of where you are, right? Like it's not just about, okay, I weigh a hundred pounds. I need to get to 80 pounds or something. I'm just, you know what I mean? Like is that, am I right when I see that on your bio? Like, it's that like the approach you kind of take with everyone about just like, all right, let's fix some of the problems. And then if the weight loss kind of comes, that's a benefit, right? Most people come to me with a weight loss goal. And so that's what I definitely help them with. But what's interesting is throughout the process, you know, it takes a while to lose weight. Maybe mm-hmm. you've been programmed to think that you can lose 10 pounds in a week. That's not healthy. So if you're doing a more healthy, sustainable rate of weight loss, it's going to be at about a half pound to a pound a week. If you're working with me for 12 weeks, maybe that's six pounds that come off six to 12 pounds in the 12 weeks. So throughout that time, you know, you're not going to see the weight flying off immediately. So focusing on the weight loss isn't most helpful day to day and week to week, focusing on how you feel, the energy you have, how you realize when you start eating more filling, satisfying meals, you're not grabbing for snacks every five minutes, you know, having more confidence. People start commenting, oh, you know, you just look better. You look more vibrant. All of these things are great to focus on during the weight loss journey. And then a lot of clients, you know, they set the, I want to lose 10 pounds working with you goal, which is fine. Mm -hmm. 
and they ultimately probably will. But then in the conversations that we have throughout the process, they're less focused on that number and more just in awe of how amazing they feel. The word feel comes up so much. So yes, I want to look and feel my best. The look part is there too, but the feeling amazing is really what life's all about. We all want to feel great sunrise to sunset every day so that we can again show up as the best version of ourselves. So yeah, I think weight loss coming to me is usually the initial goal, but it becomes more of kind of outlier goal as time goes on. Yeah. I love that. And then again, kind of going through some of your bio stuff and I hope you don't mind. I'm kind of just going through it, sustaining it, right? Like you're after you hit your goal, what is your advice to people now? I think one of the things I'm seeing more and more is people hating the word to diet, to lose weight, but you should have a diet of this is what I eat daily, just regardless, right? So that you sustain everything. Can you talk about your sustainability program or your sustainability advice? Because that's what I think also, you know, people, you know, it's like they hit, in my opinion too, and I'm guilty of this too. I think you hit a goal And then all of a sudden it's about, oh my God, well, guess what? Now I can go have this cheesesteak or now I can go have, like, you know what I mean? Like, I think sometimes we fall into traps of like, we hit our goal now, a little bit of a a falling off the wagon, but you know, I'm long-winded here, but bear with me. Like, even with me, it's like, what I've come to realize is like, okay, get to a certain point, you know, enjoy, for example, the holidays, enjoy Thanksgiving, but making sure that everything, every other day is still moderate, right? And you're in moderation so that you're not like having this kind of like, oh, you know what moment, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Is that kind of where you are in sustainability and your advice to people there? Yeah. One way to think about it is a lot of people when they're on a diet, they're putting forth A plus effort, a hundred percent. They're all on. And then they do that for, let's say two weeks, four weeks, a couple months, and then they hit their goal. And then that's too hard to sustain being a hundred percent on a plus all the time is nearly impossible. I don't do that. (laughs) So then they slide back into maybe B effort or C or D, or they didn't learn the things throughout that diet that are going to help them keep the weight off. Maybe it was a juice cleanse or using meal replacement shakes. So once you go back to eating real food, you don't know what to do. There's no exit strategy from that meal plan to know how do I eat in the real world once I stop getting this food delivered to me. So if you think about it, to get the success you want, you don't have to be A plus all the time. You really just need to put forth B, B plus effort. And I would rather you put B, B plus effort forth every week rather than A plus one week or for a couple months and then you go back to D and then you go back to A plus, and then you're back to C. And that's how the yo-yo dieting pattern starts. And the great news about putting forth B, B plus effort is if you're thinking about that, that's 80, 85% of the time, you are kind of on track with eating the most nutrient dense foods, which means that 10 to 15% of the time, you can make room for holiday treats, like you said, or the cheese steak. So it's, again, working on this mindset shift that being all on a diet, people wear that as a badge of honor and a source of pride of I'm on my diet, but that's not necessarily a good thing to be a hundred percent into something because you're going to stop at some point. And I want you to think about 
What are you going to do when you stop the thing? Do you know the habits to put in place so that you can do B, B plus effort for the rest of your life, every week, the rest of your life? You're still going to get to have a cookie here and there, a piece of pizza, but we don't want to think that we're either on or off a diet. And I think you're right. That word kind of triggers people. So maybe thinking of it more as a dietary pattern, you want to find a dietary pattern that works for you, where you can include all foods in moderation. Again, you're eating the most nutrient dense things most of the time, but release this idea that you have to be a hundred percent compliant because that's not realistic or sustainable. Right. I love that. Everything you're saying is obviously makes a lot of sense. I can't wait for our listeners to hear this. Obviously, I know you're coaching. We're going to put everything in the bio. Brooke, tell me something I'm not asking. Maybe a client you've worked with, a story you maybe want to share. Is there something, you know, I want to kind of also, as we kind of come to the fourth quarter of the conversation, what can you share maybe that, you know, is something of triumph or of motivation? Maybe someone listening to this that's running, that's maybe having a hard time hitting certain goals, you know, kind of. Yeah, I, I kind of want to make sure I hit everything you want to talk about too. I would say make sure you're figuring out habits and behavior changes that work for you, for your unique lifestyle, for your unique likes, dislikes, time constraints, and culture. A lot of people mimic what other people are doing. So sure. even in our running if you have a running goal, right? It's like, oh, my friend's doing this, therefore I shall do this and have the same success. But that might not work for you. And the same goes with nutrition. I have a client right now who's a mom of three kids. I think they're under five or six. So her house is crazy. And so we've been talking about habits for her to implement. And, you know, one would think that using leftovers as a strategy would be great because, That works for a lot of people. You make a bunch of food and you eat leftovers, but she just was continuing not to eat the leftovers and just kind of hating the look of them in her fridge and ordering DoorDash instead. And through conversations, we realized the variety of food and the newness of food matters a lot to her. And so even though she's running around with three kids, she actually wants to spend more time in the kitchen making more food so that she doesn't rely on leftovers, which is something... That seems counterintuitive for a mom of three. And if she were trying to do what everybody else is doing, who's a mom of three and using leftovers or using these pre-made meals that show up that don't look appetizing to her, it'd be really hard for her to stick with habits. And so it's really a process of self-awareness and self-discovery and trying things. If they don't work, it doesn't mean you're a failure. It just means that that thing doesn't work for you. So you can try something else. You know, there's myths out there too, in terms of you have to run at a certain time or you have to meal prep on a certain day. You know, you have to give up your whole Sunday for meal prep. And you don't, I don't do that. I meal prep five minutes here, 10 minutes there. That works for me. Other people love to spend a whole Sunday doing it. And that's great. But I think we're in such a black and white society where People are saying you have to do this to be healthy or you have to do this to be healthy. And if we don't fit into those, we feel like there's not a solution for us. And that can be really frustrating. So figure out what works for you and trust that you know that and you can figure it out. It will take some time, but there is a solution for you. I agree. I agree. Totally love that. Uh, This was great. Where people can find you, are you currently at all taking clients at all? Is there... 
you know, right now where you obviously one of the great things about the pandemic was given the ability of people over the world to be able to connect to one another. Are you seeing that? Are people connecting with you? Please tell people where can they get a hold of you, find you, stuff like that. I work with clients all over the country. I haven't had a client outside of the United States yet, but that would be exciting. (laughs) But yeah, I'm always seeking new clients. I have limited availability in my one-on-one coaching program just because I can only work with so many people one-on-one at a time. But I also have a group coaching program. So there's information about both on my website, thehealthinvestment.com. And I'm also pretty active on Instagram at thehealthinvestment. Awesome. Awesome. Brooke, this was amazing. Thank you so much for like your time. You know, we're going to put, and I'm sure you're going to send it to me. We're going to put all your information, put everything out there for people to see. And, you know, if we can send some of, you know, I, I know sometimes our clients and our listeners are looking for that little extra push. And I think sometimes that's where coaches and people like you really do a service. So please continue to do what you're doing. Sometimes it's not about telling the X's and O's. It's about people getting that extra motivation and know that they're po- it's, they can do it. I think, and that's one thing people like you are great at doing and that's showing people that they're, they don't, you know, cause I don't think some of us would do it, you know, on our own. I think where sometimes people lack is, you know, and you need a, a, not just your family sometimes, right? Like it's funny. I just, I always say, even with my daughter, right? Like I'm dad. So I'm not, motivating to her, but her coaches and her trainers, you know, in basketball and stuff like that, they do motivate her to her. I'm just always going to be annoying dad. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, sometimes your voice is what people need to hear. So I like applaud what you do. You know, I'm in this space as well. So thank you for your time. And again, we'll hopefully get some, some of our runners and people who want some more information can come your way. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, homie. It was great connecting. Awesome, Brooke. Thank you. All right, guys, and everyone else, have an amazing day, week, however you're listening or taking this all in. We really appreciate everyone listening. And as always, thank you so much. Everyone have a great day and and week. Goodbye. Goodbye.